Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. I'm Ken Lewis, the director for FCA here in Idaho, and and with me in the studio is Pablo Moreno, our director for FCA here in Ada County. Hey, good morning, Ken. Well, Pablo, this will be a fun broadcast this morning, won't it? Uh, some of our messages, actually for the next few weeks, next three or four weeks, we're going to have messages from our, our different camp speakers that we had at the Northwest FCA Sport Camp. That's right. It, it, it did a great job of uh, conveying the theme strong and uh, great messages from Helen Maroulis, Ben Corson, and, and Dan Russell. Right. And so the, this morning we get to hear from our speaker on the first night of camp. This is back in June, June 25th. Helen Maroulis is a 2016 Olympic champ for women's wrestling. She's the first U.S. gold medalist in women's wrestling, and she's also the 2017 uh, world champ. We were so fortunate, weren't we, to get her at camp to come to Boise, Idaho. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. She took time out of her summer schedule. to. This, this was her only camp she visited this summer and uh, really raw and vulnerable in her experiences of wrestling and how God has used her uh, setbacks to really teach her things about himself. Yeah, and you mentioned the fact that she was vulnerable. She uh, she had, she actually suffered a concussion coming into uh, earlier this spring and still kind of suffering some from some of the effects and not able to compete right now. But And so it ended up where she could actually spend an extra day at our camp and spend some time with those female wrestlers. So, Well, folks, uh, before we hear from Helen, we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, first off, Awakenings Coffee House on the northwest corner of Overland and Five Mile. And uh, we appreciate their support of FCA as well as Jim's Well Drilling. Also, Skip Hall, Hall & Associates for their, their wealth management service and investment planning business that they have here uh, and firm in Boise, as well as Mike Verdon, uh, RV and auto sales there, Fairview Avenue. Folks, sit back and enjoy. This is Helen Marillis at the FCA Sport Camp here in 2018, and uh, she's the 2016 Olympic champ for the United States. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Um, first, before we get started, I just want to pray really fast, and if you guys could pray with me. <sighs> Father God, I thank you um, for everybody here tonight. I thank you that you brought everyone here for a purpose. There's no coincidences, and I just thank you for the work that you're doing in everyone's lives and hearts. And I just pray that uh, you'll just put me aside and that you'll come forward and your words will come out and uh, that they will not come back empty. And so I just thank you. And um, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I wrote this beautiful, lovely um, little sermony speech thing that I wanted to share. And uh, actually, when I got invited to come speak here three months ago, or around that time frame, um, I immediately went to a coffee shop, sat down, and I prayed. And I was like, all right, God, what do you want me to tell them? And uh, he was like, tell them I love them and tell them they're special and they're important. Gave me this verse out of Matthew 25, and, um, and I wrote it down, and it was like my hand couldn't stop writing, and I was so excited, because it was really the first time where I felt like God really just gave me something to share. And, um, and I was excited because, you know, this was going to be two days after my uh, U.S. world team trials, and so I was going to be competing to make my ninth world team, and I was really excited for that. Um, and uh, then three weeks ago, I, I got another concussion, and uh, so anyways, there's a bunch of symptoms along with that, and I ended up delaying my trial, so I have not wrestled yet. I have not been cleared to come back on the mat, and, and I spent all day retyping the exact same thing today, and then uh, really just spent like the last 
30 minutes while you guys were worshiping, like bawling my eyes out, <laughs> just feeling like I wasn't enough. And, uh, you know, I just felt my brain immediately kind of turn off within the last 30 minutes. And I was just like trying to go over my notes and my brain's just not working. And, um, you know, I just kind of just surrendered it to God. And I was like, all right, God, I'm just going to come up here and I'm going to speak from the heart and I'm going to open up and I'm going to answer any questions that anyone has because I, I know there's a purpose to me coming here, whether you brought me here broken or whole, whether you brought me here off of a victory or off of what, you know, feels like this failure where I just, I can't fix myself and it's not my job to anyways. Um, but again, I, I know that he has a purpose for everything. And so uh, the only thing that I wrote down that I really have to share for you guys right now is that Invisible things are nevertheless real. And uh, I'll just say it again. <laughs> Invisible things are nevertheless real. So gravity, air, chronic illness, brain injury, um, God's love, his presence, his peace, his power. And, uh, you know, what you focus on, you get more of. And right now... Um, Again, like I said, he brought me here in a really broken state, but I'm just focusing on his love, on his peace, on his power. And, um, and I thought it was ironic because, you know, normally I, I come up and when I'm speaking or if I'm talking about something wrestling or sport related, I, I kind of have this identity that I'm here to give to you guys and I, and I have all this knowledge to share from all my experiences and I can share about, you know, how I lost in 2012 and how I came back in 2016. It's really hard to come up here when I'm in the valley, when I'm in the middle of a, of a broken place. And, um, and you know, I, I don't know what happened. My, my recovery was going well. Um, I had vertigo for the last two and a half weeks, and I, I didn't have it this past week. And I woke up today before I took the plane here, and, and I had it again. And, and I just felt like I just haven't been able to think right all day. And I was crying as we were driving over here. And I was like, God, why would you, like the timing of everything, like why would you bring me now? Why would you bring me broken to speak to these kids? And uh, he just kind of gave me some peace, and I felt like he said, because I can still use you when you're broken. And that's not for them to see, that, that's for you to see too. And so it's been really great to be an Olympic champion these past two years. Um, but I've spent 26 years now being Helen, and that's always been enough, and it's always been enough for God. It's been more than enough for him. And, you know, he created me, and, and I think that there's, you know, some questions to answer tonight that maybe you guys have, and I would love to share whatever knowledge I have, but I just wanted to come out here authentically raw and real. Um, you know, it's great to have won the world championships or the Olympics, um, but I know God is with me just as much now as he was then, and, and I feel him so much now, and I feel his love, and I feel it in the people he sends into my life and uh, in the hope that he gives me. So I know the message is about faith strong tonight, and... Um, Again, faith is, is one of those invisible things that's nevertheless real. And, um, you know, faith is uh, the, the evidence of things not seen. And I don't see the healing right now, or I don't see that I'm, you know, worthy or strong or presentable right now. But um, I have faith that God's always working through me, just like he's always working through you guys. And so whatever you think you don't see right now in yourself, whatever you feel like you're struggling with, and whatever you feel like you'll never overcome, like I speak in Jesus' name that that's not true, that, that you're an overcomer, you're more than a conqueror, you're loved, you're healed, whatever it is, we each have our own battle. Um, and so I'm just here to speak life into that.
Helen, thanks for being real. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Guys, it takes courage to, to travel to a place. You ever been to Nampa, Idaho before? Nope. To travel to a place you've never been when you feel like you're, you're also internally in a place you don't want to be, you know? And I just want to thank you, Helen, for having the courage to come out here and just, you, you could have said, you guys, I'm just going to stay back. I'm just going to chill at home. But you came out here and just thank you for having the courage to come and, and be real with these students. That's, that's the reality of life, guys. I think sometimes in our culture we live in a very um, glitzy and glamorous world where we're so good at putting our, our best foot forward and hiding who we really are. Um, we're almost condemned for being real. We're almost made to feel dumb for, for um, exposing how, how, how we're really doing in life. And I, I've heard it said that being strong might make people res um, respect you, but showing your weakness will allow folks to relate with you. And, and the reality is we, we all have those moments in our lives where um, we feel like, uh, God, are you speaking? Are you working? And, and I'm sure even in the midst of what you've been going through, God has been teaching you things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And he has been revealing himself to you in ways that you probably wouldn't have known had you not gone through this stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that I'm happy I have a concussion. Not at all. Um, I got it wrestling in a pro league in India, but I can literally tell you that God works all things together for good. And um, he's taught me so much about myself, about my training, about recovery, uh, about the brain, which is really fascinating. And um, it's, uh, again, it just comes down to faith. Like sometimes you gotta go through seasons and when you get planted, when you put the seed in the ground, it doesn't grow right away. And faith is in that, that period of, I know I'm planted right now, and so you're not gonna see the results of it yet. I'm not gonna see the results of it yet, but it's gonna grow. God's gonna water it. He's gonna produce fruit. And, and that applies to all of our lives. So I know that he's gonna teach me a lot through this. Uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, and you, as you were speaking in the beginning, that was the first thing that came to my mind, too. So I looked it up. Um, I love this translation. It says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us the assurance about things we cannot see. Um, faith, and, and even, it's funny that you were talking about this, because uh, did you guys catch what my wife said was that one thing I was putting on her heart? Faith. Faith. It, it, that, that's kind of been a, a theme in, in our lives, in our marriage, and it, it's really, it's, it's God who knows how to weave things together. It seems to be the, the topic he wants to cover tonight. Um, guys, we're going to go ahead and open it up right now to any questions um, that, that you want to ask Helen. We have the, the privilege uh, of having Helen here with us to just share her journey with us, to be real with us. But anybody here have any questions when it comes to um, how she's overcome adversities? Yeah, yeah, she has won the gold, right? But she would say herself, she's not defined by, by what she's done. She's defined by what Jesus has done for her. So she's very confident in, in, in who she belongs to and, and what he's done for her. But do you guys have any, any questions for her when it comes to her journey and, and um, sports? I, no, it's okay. You had, you had your hand raised. You're okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what's your question? What would be my advice for a female wrestler or any athlete? Um, that's a good question. So uh, I can just speak to, I can only speak to what my journey has been like, and I really believe that um, you can't really separate being an athlete from the rest of the, the parts that you are, meaning that everything is mind, body, soul. So, you know, it's like I grew up with anxiety my whole life, and, um, and it really started affecting my wrestling, and I lost in 2012, and so I would... 
you know, I, I, I remember I was like, okay, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on my anxiety with wrestling, and I'm going to work with a sports psychologist and all these things. But outside of wrestling, I didn't, you know, monitor my thoughts or my relationships or when I took tests, how I would just say really negative things about myself or I'm not good enough, I'm going to fail this, I'm not. And so it was like, you know, how is this going to, this is going to carry over. Habits are going to carry over into every part of your life. So if you want to be a great athlete, it's like that ties in with, you know, being a great person or just, you know, um, for me, like my faith, wrestling is just intertwined with my faith. I mean, wrestling is just a tool that God is using to shape my character. I mean, that, that's it. It's like awesome that wins come out of it, um, which didn't really start happening until I submitted it to God. But um, I can't give you a specific. I think God's got an individual plan for everyone. And what he asks of me or what he may ask me to sacrifice or to focus on could be something different for you. And so I think just going on that journey with him to figure out what he's asking you to do personally. Yeah, go ahead. Thanks, Rory. Oh my, oh, that's, ah. <laughs> that's yeah. a great question. Absolutely. So I'm just going to share my Olympic uh, story with you a little bit. Um, a month out before the Olympics, I thought I was going to be the biggest failure. So I was going to book a ticket to Iceland and run away. Um, and then, uh, you know, I got some advice from a loved one and it was, uh, you can fail, but you can't quit. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I've got 30 days until I fail. So I'm just going to do this prayer fast and I'm going to wake up every morning and read my Bible for 30 minutes and journal for 30 minutes. Not because I think it's going to make me win the Olympics, but it's just going to be probably the only hour of my day that's not stressful because it's focused on God and not myself. And um, so then come the day of the Olympics, I had to wake up at 5 a.m. because I want to keep this, this fast, and I'm writing, and I'm just so, like, I can't even write. I'm so nervous. And um, then we, we get to the venue, and we warm up, and right away before my first match, they're like, oh, you, you can't use headphones because for sponsorship reasons, you can't have any branding. So... I'm like, all right, I give them my headphones, and I'm like standing there looking, realizing I'm going to wrestle in three minutes, and it takes 0.1 second for me to have a negative thought or doubt come in my mind. And I'm like, God, I'm, I'm not this tough, confident person. How am I going to not become a train wreck in 30 seconds? And uh, so my mantra that day was, Christ is in me, I am enough. Mm. And, and the reason for that was, um, if I stop, if I think this nonstop, nothing else can come into my head, and I just want to be in that space. And so, in my quarterfinals match against Korea, uh, I was actually losing. Um, out of six minutes, you know, it was five minutes in. There was one minute left. I was losing four to one. I literally gave my best. I did everything I could to beat this girl from North Korea. She was just better than me. And so, you know, I there was some blood time, so they stopped the match, and I'm like, all right, God, I promised you that. I would be happy with whatever my best was. And if this is my best, then I'm okay with that. And he was just like, there's one minute left. Hmm. And so I was like, I literally to the girl's face was like, Christ is in me, I'm enough. Hmm. And then I'm like, she doesn't know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, but okay. And then I, I scored six points in one minute and I, won, and I won the match. <laughs> Steve, who's that, Steven? You don't even need that thing, man. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay, okay, okay. 
So he asked, when she got the concussion, uh, what was she going through as she was trying to process through this adversity? Um, so I got my concussion in India the second day that I got there for this pro league, and I didn't know I had a concussion, so I kept wrestling the matches, and literally my like coach was telling me I wrestled terrible. And after the third match, I just called home to the doctors in the U.S., and they did the test. They're like, yeah, you have a concussion. The doctor in India didn't really want to agree with it, then gave me a bunch of drugs, then masked it. So then I took like a week off, then tried to finish it, and it was just this terrible mess. And then I, I came home, and I just assumed the only thing I knew about concussions was, okay, I'll rest, I'll go see a specialist, and I'll probably be better in two weeks. And four months later, it was a completely different story. Um, so the adversity physically and symptom-wise was, you know, um, I was really light sensitive. Uh, I was really sound sensitive. Pretty much what happens is that you get hit, your brain heals, but it, it heals wrong. So it was like my brain, uh, I guess they described it uh, as like you have cars driving 100 miles an hour and there's, there's no toll booth, there's no speed limit, there's nothing. Like my brain couldn't process information so making eye contact was really hard. Having conversation was hard. Um, and really just, just resting was hard. Uh, and then I got this thing called derealization, which uh, affects your limbic system. And it's where, you know, when I do too much throughout the day, what would happen? And by too much, I mean like just a normal day. Like if I sat at a coffee shop, that was too much. If I had a conversation, if I had to make eye contact, it just, it just added up. And, and life didn't really slow down or pause for me. So you can't just can't just say, sorry, I can't talk to you, or I can't pay my bills, or, you know. Um, so just kind of did life, but by the end of the day, if I had done too much, my brain would, it pretty much felt like someone hijacked my brain, and so that's pretty much exactly what derealization is, and these thoughts would come in at night, and it just felt really negative, and, uh, you know, I remember one night turning the AC on because I felt like my brain was overheating, and it was so loud, and I'm like, I don't know what to do because if I have it off, my brain's going to overheat. But if I have it on, I can't stand the sound. And I was like, I just want to put a knife through my brain. Like, that was like the thought. And it freaked me out. And, and I couldn't, couldn't rationalize, couldn't think. I couldn't explain it to anyone. You know, I, I, I mean, I can explain it to you now. But at the time, it was like, that was it. It was that option. It was yes or no. And so I was like, I'm freaked out. I'm just going to go to sleep and pray I wake up feeling better. Um, and I share that with you just to, to just be very real and honest um, uh, just about like what that, that type of uh, journey was. But I would say also a week into my concussion um, where I live in New York, I went and visited a kid who's a wrestling fan. He's 10 years old and he was just diagnosed with a rare form of cancer and he had a tumor taking up a majority of his stomach. And, um, and I went and visited him and then I just sat there and I just felt like, you know, like brain injuries are really terrible, but I'm, I'm not fighting for my life at the end of the day. And, and it just kind of gave me this you know, perspective to, to be thankful that I have the opportunity to say no to wrestling, that I can quit and still have the rest of my life to live. Um, and so I think God kind of brought those situations into my life just to teach me on the full spectrum of things. Yeah, over here first. Again, I think it's really uh, individual, and again, we all have our, have our own struggles. So uh, what's funny to me is that <laughs> I, when I won the Olympics, I really journaled to God um, that the day before, and I was like, you know what, I don't even need this gold medal. Like, I, 
I already got what I wanted out of this sport. Like, I didn't want to have regrets. I wanted to do my best. And I, I wanted it to give me things that would last in life, which it did, fortitude and strength and all these lessons that, that God provided. And so when I got the gold medal, it was kind of just the cherry on top. And, um, and that night, I went home, and I was, you know, still doing my prayer fast the next day. Like, I, I kept doing it. And so I journaled to God, and I was like, oh my goodness, what if this means I'm only good at wrestling? What if this means I'm not even a good person? What if I don't succeed at anything else in life? And, you know, just all these, these thoughts and these doubts come in. Um, so again, it wasn't like, oh, I'm the best and no one's gonna beat me. It was like, really, I gotta deal with these same struggles all over again? And I, I just thought it was interesting because, I don't know, God kind of showed me like, the external is never gonna change the internal. And um, so I think having your identity rooted in Christ and, and having that peace and, and knowing who he says you are. Because again, I could win tomorrow and everyone's gonna call me a winner. I could lose tomorrow, everyone's gonna call me a loser. Like, it's just the reality of it. But God, who God calls me, like, that doesn't change. And, and it's not that that comes so naturally. I have to fight to remember that. I mean, I've been fasting social media for the last month just because I'm like, things are just up in the air right now and I don't want that speaking into my life for, for what I'm going through right now, so. Almost 360 athlete, uh, junior high and high school athletes, as well as 60 college athletes, got to hear from Helen there at the FCA camp that that first night of camp. Yeah, it worked out really good to be able to have a Q and A uh, firsthand with the current Olympic gold champion for wrestling. Um, Helen did a great job of answering the kids' questions and just sharing her journey of again the setbacks she has had, uh, of concussions, injuries, and seeing God still work in the midst of all that and it was a very real raw vulnerable session and it was one of the so a lot of the kids favorite night of the week so well, that was really interesting too how she just described her personal journey and how she she's been getting into the word she's been journaling she's been um spending time just alone with the lord getting away and uh and getting in praise and and praising God and and worshiping God and uh, I I just thought it was interesting how she shared her journaling and 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 talked about those those spiritual disciplines. Yep. Yeah. She did a, a great job of painting the picture to the students that you need to put God first. No matter how, even if you're a gold champion, you need to incorporate the fundamentals of seeking God daily in your life. Yeah. Well, um, Pablo, it's been great to be here with you and listen to Helen this morning. And and uh, we're, I'm looking forward to, to next week when we get to hear from uh, Ben Corson. That's right. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You